Hello. Hey Welcome guys. To Diet Right Podcast with Brooke and Alyssa Miller. And we're on a really loud leather couch. <laughs> it just keeps uh, keeps giving us sounds that yes. we really enjoy. So if you hear it, it's the couch. Introducing ourselves. Oh my gosh, you're That's right. Brooke Miller. Hey guys, that's Brooke Miller. <laughs> I'm Alyssa Miller. Um, yeah. We're both dietitians yep. and decided to start a podcast because we talk a lot. We do. We talk a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we we work with tube feeding every day, which yep. is great. But we also like doing research on other topics and wanted to keep ourselves sharp. Yeah, keeping it sharp because yeah. we know a lot about tube feeding. And cancer. Yeah, we can talk to you about tube feeding all day, but we might bore you guys. We should do an episode about tube feeding. I bet Actually, like, we should. Because there's like cute tube feeder moms out there that would love it. You're right. Little and tube feeders. I might be a tube feeding mom That's soon. true. So, yeah. Which segues directly into our, our topic today is pregnancy. Hey guys, we're going to talk about pregnancy. This is probably going to be one of our favorite podcasts. For sure. It's not going to be super like research heavy or anything. It's just sharing our experiences because Brooke is... I am going to be 34 weeks pregnant tomorrow. Yeah. By the time this is released, my baby will be out. I'm sorry. Monday you change over too? Monday. Yeah. Yes. Tomorrow. That's me tomorrow, too. Tomorrow I'm 34 weeks pregnant. That's crazy. Hey, and... what about Alyssa? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Tomorrow I am 12 weeks pregnant. So excited. We can finally talk about this. It's an official announcement. (laughs) It is official. This is official. This is very exciting. We are going to release this later, so (laughs) I'll be closer to probably 16 weeks pregnant by then. Yeah. At least maybe 17. I don't know. I'll keep you updated. Yeah. And my kid will be out because, let's face it, they're not making it much past 34 weeks. No. That's true. It's true. Unfortunately. Brooke's going to be a mom here in just a few days. I mean, like, you're still a mom. I yeah. always like stumble over that. You know what I mean. I'm a mom. <laughs> just not a mom yet. That's right. I'm a mom, I mean, I'm mom a kind of mom. Um, we had this moment in church one time where our pastor on Mother's Day asked all the moms to stand up and this girl was pregnant and she was like not standing. And I was like, I'm not going to say her name, but I was like, stand up, stand up, you're a mom. And I made her stand up during like the prayer for mothers. Yeah. But you are. You're, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's as much work. It's different work. Yes. But you're still a mom. Yeah. I know. So it's freaking hard to be pregnant. It's really hard to be pregnant. Welcome to our lives. <laughs> it is. And so we wanted to talk about just like our own journeys, but also we wanted to talk about a little bit with nutrition, like yeah. what we should be aiming for, the things that we, calorie wise, I mean, yeah. just like the basics, nutrition basics for pregnant women. And then we want to talk about our own journey. So we should just dive into the basics quick, yeah. just about nutrition. Uh so typically, you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, you're eating for two. You're eating yes. for two. Okay, that's not true. Common misconception. It is a common misconception. You're eating for like one and one hundredth of a, of a person. Yeah. <laughs> that baby for a long time is, I mean, mine's right now a Brussels sprout. Super yeah. tiny. Oh, I don't know what So one is. and a Brussels sprout. Yours is probably like a freaking cabbage. I mean, it's hard to know, though, because the growth, (laughs) the growth's not great, so we don't know. I wish it would tell me what I am tomorrow, because I'm currently a Brussels sprout, but tomorrow I'll be like a clementine or something, I bet. I am a um, cauliflower. Holy moly. Oh, I love cauliflower. 
They're yeah. nice and roasted. Uh, Not yeah. your baby, the cauliflower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, tomorrow it'll be a cantaloupe. Oh my gosh. I mean, mine's not as big as a normal but baby, still. but still. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. So, oh, so yes, the myth about eating for two. So in general, right. first trimester, you're really not eating any differently. No. Again, I mean, you're taking prenatals. Wait, you, sh- I shouldn't, I don't want to use the word should, but you don't have to be eating any differently. No. The recommendation is literally you don't need zero more calories right. <laughs> for that whole first trimester is what. The scientists have told us. So you're just intuitively eating the first trimester. Um, ideally, so like, ideally your pregnancy is planned. 50% are not. Really? Well, when I worked 50%. when I worked at WIC, that's what I found out. Yeah. So I used to work oh with pregnant gosh. women my first two years out of college. I worked with pregnant women, um, infants, and breastfeeding moms. And so that was what I... That's my background for two years. My head is still exploding at 50%. Yeah, 50, not 50% of pregnancies are not planned. So a lot of people are not on prenatals ahead of time. Ooh, um, so that is one thing I would say. If you are, if you have the potential to get pregnant, just Ladies take a gents, prenatal. That means sex. Not if unprotected you sex. sex. <laughs> if you're having sex, even if you're in birth control, I started taking prenatals gosh, years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, when, and you, yeah. Yeah. We started probably, I mean, well, you were on them when you were breastfeeding too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been on for a long time. So we started, I, we, Josh shouldn't do anything. <laughs> I started taking prenatals, um, when I was in my internship because I had gotten off birth control just for other reasons. We weren't trying mm-hmm. to get pregnant or anything, but just went off birth control, um, like the pill. And so I went on prenatals just in case. And also it is a great multivitamin for women. There's mm-hmm. nothing really in there that's like too much or anything like that. So so it's totally fine just to be on it for a woman. And then while you're in those years, while you're actively with the a man, <laughs> with the partner, it makes sense just to cover your bases. Because there are several birth defects that can happen mm-hmm. if you're not covering your bases in that way. So for example, folic acid. If you're not getting folic acid, um, which most people are, but especially if you're on any of these diets that we're talking mm-hmm. about that are low carb that we've talked about in the past, you're not getting enough folic acid. It's celiac disease too. Oh yeah, totally. So that's why I started taking it was I was like, well, my folic acid probably isn't as good as some yes, you're because right. Because I'm not eating as many fortified greens. Or we found actually, we know two people now that have like a folic acid issue Deficiency. Where they, yeah, yeah, where they can't absorb it and can like obtain it or whatever, keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, for long enough. So you need to be supplementing. Yeah. End of story. Because those can directly lead to birth defects that, mm-hmm. um, like spina bifida. Yeah. So if you are, you know, of a, if you are a woman of a childbearing age <laughs> and you can get pregnant and you're not going through menopause, we would highly recommend just, <laughs> if you're having sex, you should probably take a prenatal or just like a women's multivitamin. It's I really think a prenatal turned to a way that I didn't think this kind yes. of podcast was going to Yes. This is sex education. Sex. With Brooke and Alyssa. <laughs> Do we know where babies come from? Do you guys know where babies come from? We're going to teach you all about it yes. today. So that's, this I is, think, a big tip. Yes. Take a prenatal. another spin on my joke about Diet Ride <laughs> Podcast after dark. <laughs> it's getting dark here, people. Yes. to turn on a light. Back to calories. Yep. So, back to nutrition. So first trimester, <laughs> you don't really have to change anything. I love us. So I know. <laughs> We're great. We're great people. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Second trimester. Second and third trimester are around 300 extra calories is what you kind of need. Again, you're probably not counting. No. But that's just like a... Especially during pregnancy, I wouldn't recommend counting. No, but I would try to eat an extra stack a day. Yes. 
extra snack. I thought he said stack. And I was like, stack of what? Pancakes? Sure. I'm all in. Oh my gosh. Waffles. Guys, can we talk about cravings? Let's talk about cravings next. I I don't know if we hit everything about nutrition. (coughs) I don't care. We're talking about cravings. Because I've talked about pancakes and she talked about waffles, Mm. which have been our cravings. Mm-hmm. Mostly for me, carbs. It's like cereal. Okay. Yep. No, same here. So I'm still in the first trimester. Super nauseous this time around. With Aiden, I wasn't as bad. I like could push through it. This time has been like, nope, i tapping out. Mm-hmm. It's 3 p.m. and I'm done for the day. Like literally, oh, morning sickness? Not actually morning. Doesn't it's have to all be day. in the morning. It's all day. And at night. Mine's in the afternoon. Starts in the afternoons. Goes until like 8 or 9 p.m. And then it just like cuts off. Um, which is really sad because that's like the time that I get with my son because I'm a full time working out of the house. Well, actually, at home mom, but my son's not at home. So it's really sad because that's like my time with Aiden during the week. So it's been really hard. So I've just been like tapped out at night. He comes and yeah. checks on me. So sweet. He's like, mommy, are you feeling better? And then I'll be like, oh, no, buddy, I feel horrible. And he goes, don't throw up on me. Oh, <laughs> how many times have you thrown up? Let's um, talk about that. Okay. Was it Early. you that I had this conversation with? When you talk about times you threw up, mm-hmm. do you talk about episodes or individual throw-ups? Because, like, when you throw episodes. up... Okay. Because I, like, throw up two or three times yeah. in, like, an episode of throwing yeah. up. Okay. So I've probably only thrown up five or six episodes of throwing up, but each time, like, three or four times. Yeah. I had only three episodes. Episodes. <laughs> but the nausea was, like, for real. For real. And, you know, they tell you, like, oh, the nausea starts at, like, six to eight weeks, and mm-hmm. then it's gone by week 12. No, for me, I started getting <laughs> nauseous at like, a, no, like 10 weeks. And it persisted until I was in Europe. And then I was vomiting oh. in Europe at week like 17. And I thought, I was like, That's oh, great. week 16, I'm great. I'm good. Yeah, You'll no. Be fine. I threw up in yeah. like at week 17. And then by 18, I was totally fine. Yeah. But so with Aiden, it was just for like three or four weeks. And it was just enough to like annoy me yeah. where I was telling Brooke and with Aiden, I drank a ton of ginger ale. Like I thought that would help. And it did kind of, but not, not significantly with this little nugget. I've been nauseous since week, I found out at week four, week five or six, I think it kicked yeah, in. That's early. So early. And now I'm on week 12 and it's still hitting so that, yeah, they've told us like week six to 10 is the worst. I mean, it's all been bad. Yeah, I'm just now getting to a point, like we're film, we're filming this, we're filming this, we're recording this at night, and I, I'm nauseous, but I'm not debilitated. I mean, I'm not tapping out, so I'm getting better. Hopefully, it just continues to get better, and I'm not like broke into like so. Sorry, couch alert. Yeah, stretching. And then what? What else have you done to? So for me, oh yes, one some things I did to relieve my morning sickness was I did uh, B12, vitamin or B6. I'm sorry. B6 um, twice a day, and then I did Unison at night. Yeah, so I've been taking B6 um, once a day at night only because it makes me not. It smells weird. I choke on them because they were like chalky. Yes. And I was like, Target brand. (laughs) What are you doing? Hey, I have Target brand too. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, so I've been doing B6. The other thing that I've been doing is um, I have crackers underneath my bed. It's like so funny because when we were in school for nutrition, I was taught to tell moms, like, oh, keep crackers next to your side of the bed. Yeah. I didn't have to do that with Aiden, like, wake up and eat a cracker. And now I'm like, oh, I'm like a stereotypical pregnant lady. I've got crackers stashed under my bed. I mean, we have snacks on either side of our beds, like carby snacks, like crackers, on either side of our bed because I need the carbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need it. That's yeah. my biggest thing. So I found 
nothing helped me for like four or five weeks. Like it was just like you can't do anything. But you stay hydrated. Yes, yeah, stay hydrated, and that's pretty much try it. to Which keep down hard. anything. Which did I tell you about when water tasted bad to me? I know. I actually <gasps> had to drink Propel. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Which I love Propel. Um, but <laughs> I like I was on a Propel kick where uh-huh. I was like, I need some sort of flavor. Yeah. And sparkling water too. Like So I struggled for two straight weeks. That flat total water tasted like um metallic carbonated like tonic water. Like not good. Like it tasted like there was something in it that was like nasty. Have you ever been hungover trying to drink water by itself? Uh, yeah. I so I hard. struggle. I'm like such a good water drinker. I uh-huh. pride myself on how good of a water drinker <laughs> I am. It's like my one thing I'm amazing at. When I'm hungover, which hasn't been in like, gosh, yeah, a year. Well, at least a uh, year. Weeks. Uh, <laughs> um, but when I'm hungover, I can like not drink regular plain water. Oh. I need to have like carbonated water or Propel or Gatorade or yeah. something. Yeah, I've been drinking um, LaCroix like crazy. Yeah. Some LaCroix. Sprite, some Gatorade, some ginger beer, which is not oh, alcoholic yeah. people, but... Oh, hey, I have some in my fridge. Yeah, seriously. Well, now I haven't been eating it so much, but so I've been drinking like bubbly anything helps settle mm-hmm. my stomach. So even when we go out, I've been ordering like something bubbly um, to help. Even like Coke or something like that will still help. So yeah, I mean, for two weeks I was trying to drink like bottled water, like... It was almost everything had a horrible taste to me. So, like, water-wise. So, I had a really hard time staying hydrated. Yeah. And then also just with um, cravings specifically. So, I say carbs. So, what I mean is, for me, it hasn't been cravings for really specific foods. It's been more so, what won't make me want to throw up? Yeah, and that's how I... And I was the exact same way in my first trimester. Mm -hmm. The only thing I could really keep down okay was cereal which I never eat cereal totally. I never yeah. have cereal in the house mm-hmm. and it was like okay same. I need Cheerios yes. and I need peanut butter frosted toast. wheats which Brooke has probably never eaten because she's celiac yeah. <laughs> but frosted wheat or is that what it's called shredded wheat shredded wheat yep you know. I have had that um, shredded wheat I guess because it's an old cereal. Yeah. <laughs> so it's peanut before. butter toast. Yeah, I can't do gluten-free waffles, man. I was like, dude, I go through so many gluten-free waffles now. <laughs> and, but I could keep down eggs every morning, which was great because that was the only protein so I could nice. do. My first trimester, I struggled so much with beef and totally. chicken and meat. So I was like, I had eggs at least once or twice a day just... Because that was the only protein I could like really keep down. Yeah, so protein shakes. Protein, I was like doing protein oh, yeah. shakes because I was like, I need to get some protein. Something. In. So speaking of protein, the recommendation for a pregnancy is seventy-five to hundred grams of protein, and that's just like a standard, like what I found online, like just a standard. Obviously, it depends on your weight and your size and who you are, but that's like standard for pregnancy, seventy-five to hundred grams. I would say on a good day in my third or er, third trimester. Apparently now I'm in my third tri- first trimester. I bet I was getting 30 grams of protein. It was, I was struggling. So I know, me too. I, I was mean, struggling. I was adding protein to my pancake mix. Like I was trying to do everything I could. Protein muffins. It just I couldn't do it. So with yeah. pregnancy, you need to be very lenient with yourself and like gracious because yeah, you can only do what you can do. There's like part of intuitive eating when you're not pregnant that's like, oh yeah, eat what you want, eat when you want, eat the types of food that make you feel good. During pregnancy, you kind of have to push through that a little bit yeah, and hard. go, I need protein. I need more calories. I haven't eaten up today. I've thrown up everything I have eaten. Yeah. You kind of have to f- force, force yourself. yourself to pick it up and eat it, <laughs> you know, and there are days... 
there were days I couldn't do that. And it was 30 grams of protein. And that's just, sorry, kid. I hope you're going to be okay. I took a prenatal. <laughs> I took well, a prenatal. And we've had friends that have had no morning sickness. Totally. Like, I've had yeah. friends that have had no morning sickness. Nothing. And so, if you have no morning sickness, like, A, you're really lucky. Good for you. I'm <laughs> jealous. Um, but also, like, if you have no morning sickness, then typically, like, your first trimester, you're literally just eating what you normally eat. Intuitively eating. Yeah. And even in your second trimester, third trimester, you likely can still just intuitive eat. Because your body will tell you it needs those more calories. So you'll be, you are more hungry. So a lot of times, especially now, I'm to the point where if I get hungry, I'm hungry right then and I need to eat a large amount of food. I'm like, I'm hungry right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily cravings, but whenever I'm in the mood for meat, I immediately go get meat. I go to a fast food restaurant or I go to a regular restaurant or I go to the grocery store or I pull something out of my freezer or whatever I have that I can eat, I eat it right then because I capitalize on it. I'm like... I want meat. I got to eat it right now. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise that goes away. So luckily we live close to a Chick-fil-A. So. <laughs> well, let's see what I found. I found I couldn't, I, throughout my whole pregnancy, I haven't been able to eat big portion sizes, but I've yeah. been able to eat a lot throughout the day. So mm-hmm. like all, I normally was eating like three meals a day roughly and I wasn't snacking a lot. And like, since I've been pregnant, I feel like I've just been like kind of grazing all throughout the day because mm-hmm. I get full easy. But then, like, an hour later, I'm hungry. So, so it, it just depends on the person. I'm, like, totally opposite. Because yeah. I've been very small meals. I mean, I've been having half a bagel for breakfast lately. That's it. I'm oh, I, bagel. I can, like, put down a Guys, good breakfast. breakfast is my favorite I know, meal of the day. It is the best. So half a bagel is what I've been eating with cream cheese. And I, like, try to load up the cream cheese as best I can, but I'm, like, not into it. And then just to get protein... And then for lunch, I've been having, like, very small amounts of, like, leftovers or buttered noodles, like, super bland, whatever I can get down. And then dinner will come, and I can't eat dinner because I'm too nauseous because that's my time zone. And then 10 p.m. rolls around, and I'm hungry. I'm like, I need food now, and I eat my biggest meal then. And it's all in one sitting, and it's like, how did I just eat that? I mean, literally, sometimes my husband looks at me, and he's like, how did you just eat that much food? (laughs) But I have not eaten all day, and it... It's not something I would recommend, but it's what my yeah. body is But it's going to be short term. And yes. I think that's the thing that we have to remember. Push through it, Alyssa. We just have to remember with pregnancy, like, it is so short term that, like, honestly, you just have to keep, like, you have to eat whatever you can keep down mm-hmm. if you're really nauseous. If you're not nauseous, just continue eating the, the way you normally eat. Take a prenatal. Stay hydrated. Yeah. I think that's the one thing I noticed yes. is that, like, I, I've always been a very great water drinker, but I am very proud of it, but I even feel more thirsty now being pregnant, especially like now into my third trimester. I'm like, man, I am literally just, I'm nonstop drinking water and peeing Mm -hmm. all the time, but it's like my body telling me that I need more fluids. So I'm all about it. There is a lot of this. I do think your body, you can still be a good intuitive eater. And pay attention to that body. It's just, there are days and times where you need to look beyond it and look to the need of your baby and realize, okay, this baby needs more protein. This baby needs more than I'm providing it with. How can I do that? What is the least offensive thing I can eat Mm -hmm. to make me feel sick? But I think most days and most times when we're hungry, we can still be intuitive about what we're eating. And your body will tell you that you need more calories. Your body will tell you that you need to drink more water or eat more fruit or whatever. Fruit has been... Oh my gosh, yes, cravings. I know, I crave fruit too. We have the same cravings. Yeah, we really have. Yeah, carbs fruit, fruit. (laughs) cheese, and carbs. Yeah. (laughs) Well, just like, yeah, like bread, essentially. Totally, yeah. Yep, pretty Uh much bread. But yeah, fruit for me, cold 
crispy fruit, like apples in the fridge. Yeah. Usually we leave our apples out on the counter. I was like, nope, they're all going in the fridge. Then, oh gosh, I'm so embarrassed to admit this. I put bananas in the fridge. I wanted cold bananas. Oh, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> Brooke no. just gagged. I just made a pregnant lady gag. I know. And I'm like burping on my LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> so like weird stuff like that. Um, any other cravings for you? Like weird ones? Um, pickles. Not, I've been super into pickles. Ones. No, I've stereotypical pregnant. I started lady. eating more ice cream in my third trimester, but yeah. Other than that, I've I've definitely been like eating more sweets than I normally do. Sure. In my third trimester, so I definitely need to like watch it. I think I passed. My, so I passed my glucose test, <laughs> my uh, blood glucose test at twenty eight <laughs> weeks, and I was like, all right, it's perfect. I don't. Like, I don't need to be as cautious. <laughs> so I think that was part of it, which is, like, not ideal, yeah. you know. But I'm so close to the episode, end. episode, gestational diabetes. Oh, yeah, which is a really that. interesting disease state. Yeah. We can definitely talk about gestational diabetes. Um, Hopefully the, I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. So the one thing I wanted to ask you about was waking up. Obviously, now it's, like, a little different with this one because you're so early. But, like, right. what was... Okay, talk to me about, like, your weight gain with Aiden, what you felt, mm-hmm. postpartum, and then I can talk a little bit about, like, my weight gain experience, too. Yeah, so with Aiden, I gained, I think, a total of 26 pounds by, okay. like, a net. And you were 40 so, weeks, right, when you gave birth? I was 39 weeks. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, full So, he term. was, like, five days early, um, started coming eight days early, whatever. So. <laughs> long yes, story. Long t- labor. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Another story for another podcast. Um, we'll was, talk about C-sections in a few weeks. <laughs> Seriously. So he um, was 39 weeks. I gained 26 pounds net with him, but I think I had gotten up to like 30 or 31 pounds. And then I've told Brooke this before, but I've lo- I lost weight in my last trimester. So I went, my first trimester, I gained water weight really quickly. I remember feeling super bloated and just like, what just happened? And my doctor was like, oh, it's water weight. And I was like, this is annoying. Like, so it was... I want to say like eight pounds in the first trimester, which is not normal. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the rest, I think I gained up to 31. And then two or three weeks before, maybe even five weeks before he came, I started losing weight really slowly because I physically could not eat. Like my stomach was too full. I was heartburn all the time. Like just physically didn't have space in my belly for food. So I would eat the smallest meals. I wasn't throwing up. Thank God. Some right. women lose weight at the end because they're throwing up. I didn't lose weight because of that. I um, lost weight because I physically could not eat enough food (laughs) to sustain my weight. So I ended up with a net of 26 pounds, which I was pretty... That's pretty normal. Yeah, Yeah. I felt like it was average is good. Um, I didn't... You know what I will say, and we'll talk about this more in another episode about breastfeeding or postpartum or whatever, but I didn't lose weight as quickly as I thought I would breastfeeding. Like... And I think that's because you're just so ravenously hungry that you're making up for it. Like, people are like, oh, you burn calories like crazy when you're breastfeeding, which is totally true. But you're also eating like crazy. You're hungry. So, Mm -hmm. so hungry. So I didn't lose weight as quickly until I actually stopped breastfeeding, and then I started losing weight. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of my, with that. So far, I've lost, or I've lost, I've, um, actually, I have lost weight in the first trimester, which you did too, right? Yeah. I think I've lost one or two pounds. But I think it's back now. I think I'm now back to kind of ground zero. So we'll see from here. Yeah. And then for me, my weight, yeah, I didn't really gain weight the first trimester at all because I was so nauseous. And then my second trimester, I didn't really gain much. And then once I hit like week 20 to 26, that's Mm -hmm. where I literally gained all my weight. I think I gained like 14 pounds in like six weeks. And Mm then since... <clears throat> since 28 weeks so from 28 weeks to 34 
I've probably gained four pounds. And okay, it's yeah. like my weight gain has slowed down. But um, I'll just give you guys a quick little synopsis of my pregnancy. Um, so at 12 weeks, we were told something was wrong with our pregnancy, that there was some sort of likely genetic defect, probably a heart defect. They mm-hmm. kind of gave us like worst case scenario. And then when we were, and then we did a blood test, which ruled out other things and said, your baby probably has Down syndrome. So then at 19 weeks, we did an amniocentesis, which is like a 100% diagnostic test. Um, and it did tell us that our baby has Down syndrome. And then that also that same week, they found the heart defect in the baby. Um, and so while a lot of people don't know about Down syndrome, I didn't know about this. Um, typically, babies with Down syndrome, they don't weigh as much and they don't grow as well. Um, and sometimes your placenta starts breaking down early. And so ours... My placenta blood flow started um, slowing down around week 27, and that's which is earlier than normal, right? Yeah, um, that's Down pretty syndrome. pretty early for Down syndrome, um, and so they noticed that because the growth started declining at 27 weeks, um, and then it it's just continued to kind of plummet mm-hmm. since then. Because not that of the, the baby's losing weight, but it's not gaining. It's not gaining the right. way it's supposed to very quickly. Yeah, so now we're in the second percentile. Um, which is inner uterine growth restriction. So it's, it can be pretty dangerous. Um, the placenta blood flow is not flowing well. So that is why the baby's not gaining as well as it should. Mm-hmm. That can be caused from Down syndrome. And then we have a heart defect on top of it. So in general, it's like it's been a very complicated pregnancy. So yeah. my third trimester, I have not really gained much. Like again, I've probably gained like four or five pounds Mm-hmm. since week 26 but that's you know you should be really gaining more at the end mm-hmm. um so with like, it? at the end it's like a pound a week or something yeah they say so my doctor was like you need to start gaining more weight and I was like all right I'm gonna eat ice cream every day sounds <laughs> <laughs> good yeah. yeah um and so that's also why I'm probably going to have a c-section within the next week or two just because baby's not growing very well um so had I had a normal pregnancy with like baby being completely healthy, mm-hmm. my weight gain probably would have been different. Probably not in the beginning because my yeah. nausea and stuff. But yeah, that was all probably the same. Yeah, but I probably like should have gained more weight. So like, I think total this whole pregnancy I've gained eighteen pounds. Yeah, and obviously baby will be coming soon, so that's maybe like twenty pounds. Probably right total. where you're at. Yeah, uh, which isn't like terrible. No. Yeah, but. It probably would be more. So Not my next deal, yeah. So, so my next pregnancy, I'm sure, I will probably gain more weight. Right. Which I'll probably be pregnant longer too. <laughs> and hopefully the baby's the one gaining and the weight. The baby's too. gaining the weight, not me. Yeah. So, so if uh, side note, so if everyone can keep Brooke and little baby Miller in your prayers, yes. that would be so appreciated. This is we're batch working some of these podcasts so that she can have a little maternity leave and I can leave her alone with her baby. <laughs> um, so this will she'll probably already have the baby. We'll announce it on social media when she's ready and stuff. But yeah. um, but even so, just give them all your prayers in the Miller family. Yeah. It's a lot to go through. It's been super stressful. So Yeah, it's been very stressful. And baby's gonna get heart surgery probably around hopefully six months of age. But mm-hmm. um yeah, they'll probably be on a tube feeding in the NICU for a little yeah. bit. Hopefully it's short term. Which hopefully. like cute little tube feeder. Yeah. So adorable. And we Brooke know is, all about tube yeah, feeding. Very well versed in tube feeding. So yes. this baby's very lucky to have her as a mama. Yeah. And Jesse too is a dad, don't worry. <laughs> yes. And yeah, we'll probably spend some time in the NICU, probably mm-hmm. two to four weeks. 
maybe longer. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll give I'll give you a little dose of Nikki life. And <laughs> um, Alyssa had a C-section with Aiden, and so we can definitely do a podcast about birth. Uh-huh. You also went through labor. I'm probably not going through labor on this yeah. one, so I can't really talk to you about labor. I can tell you about a C-section. Yep. Well, you can talk about both. <laughs> um, but it will be interesting to see here, like, the different recoveries with ours. Yeah. And also talk about breastfeeding because, like, postpartum, all this stuff. It's yeah, because, fun. like, you didn't really have any issues breastfeeding Aiden right. and you got to breastfeed him right away. Whereas I'm going to be pumping exclusively mm-hmm. right away because they're on a tube feeding and they can't, yeah, likely breastfeed right away. They can't take a bottle right away. Um, and you said Down syndrome have trouble like latching to your low tone, right? Yep. A lot of kids with Down syndrome have low muscle tone. So that, like, gives us another. Um, kind of curveball. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to struggle, but and then sure. a preemie in general, like yeah, that's true. Uh, they struggle a little bit more. So yeah, our journey is going to be like yeah, yeah our journeys are different. Nine pounds, one ounce. Well, yeah, my baby <laughs> it's be like three right times now the size of your baby <laughs> is like three and a half pounds exactly. So, but I don't, don't think we'll make it to four. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> they're going to be in preemie clothes for a while. Um, oh, gosh. But yeah, so I mean, we'll definitely talk more about postpartum and I want to talk about definitely like postpartum bodies and that yeah. pressure and changing your diet and breastfeeding because there's so much that we can talk about after pregnancy. Diet but. culture, bull crap, making you feel bad about your postpartum body. Yeah. That just birthed a freaking human. Yeah. Kate Middleton, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Who comes out of the hospital in a dress? She looked awesome. I know, Damn but I was you. like, duh. I mean, whatever. You do you. Good luck, me. girlfriend. That's just, not I just ask. hope Josh doesn't look like. Come on, <coughs> can't, don't compare me to that. No. So oh we don't gosh. want to be compared to that. I can't even tell you my going home outfit, because we, we still have like video and stuff of us bringing Aiden home, and I was like, I can't even believe. Like you, it's. Anyways, we'll talk. About it. It's so uncomfortable. It's the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my entire life. You just feel so... You still feel six months pregnant. You're like, right. oh, this is weird. I thought I just got rid of this baby. Nope. Well, everything that I've read... Well, all my like my birthing class and all that, they're like, bring clothes that you wore five months pregnant. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's what I'm wearing now still. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, maternity true. pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just bring maternity pants. I brought a skirt that I used to wear like above the bump that was really cute. Yeah. Not cute with a postpartum no, belly because it's no. not. A I'm wearing maternity yoga belly. pants. I I didn't. And have I have any. a wrap for my C-section <laughs> scar because I'm like, I know it's well, yeah. yours was like an emergency C-section, so not quite. Well, kind, but definitely you didn't. You went into labor and yes. then it was. Um, yeah, it was not a planned C-section. Yeah. Mine will probably be more of a scheduled um, yeah thing. So our clothes yeah. will be a little bit different. I cannot believe I wore a freaking skirt. What was I thinking? I need yeah. I need prenatal yoga pants. I cannot wait to get them because the I'm not showing yet. So the I've best. got a little thickness that only I can feel. Yeah, that's a fun phase. It's when really nobody great. really knows. You just ate tell. like I ate Chipotle all day. Yep, and you're like, <laughs> I just look like I had a burrito. I know. Oh, the other thing, food safety. Let's just like touch on food safety. Yes. Okay. This is an interesting topic because all right. Talk with your doctor, or your dietitian. Yeah, but there are a lot of foods pregnant women can't. Pregnant women's. Uh, pregnant women's. <laughs> women's. Women's. We went to college. <laughs> <laughs> pregnant women can't have, quote unquote, can't have. So like soft cheeses or something like cheeses that haven't been pasteurized is right. a big one. I so feel like. I kept sushi. Yes. 
Dang I know. It. They were like soft cheeses, but then my doctor said, well, it just has to be pasteurized. Yes. But then she said, well, pretty much everything in the United States was pasteurized. Yes. So I was like, okay. So it's illegal in the United States to sell raw, unpasteurized cheeses and milks. Yeah. So even the ones that claim that they're raw or unpasteurized or whatever have still been pasteurized in some way, shape, or form. Right. So I think most cheeses are fine. Yeah, I eat my feta husband my salad. goes, uh-uh, you're not eating that. And I go, it's, I'm a dietitian. I've been eating feta. Yeah. It's pa- it says it's pasteurized on there. Yeah, and I think it's like what you're comfortable with. So again, the reason why these foods are off, pa- off well, we haven't even gone over all of them yet. But why these foods are like off limits is because they're higher risk in food safety or foodborne illness. Well, when you're pregnant, your immune system goes down mm-hmm. because you're growing a freaking human. <laughs> like yep. You're not eating super well. You're not sleeping well. There's a ton of issues that go into low immunity. So you end up being in a high-risk category with um, infants, ch- young children, infants, elderly, and pregnant women get put in this category that you shouldn't eat these foods because they're high-risk. So like runny eggs, um, your... Like, Lunch meat? Lunch meat. Oh gosh, that's a although hard you can me. microwave it. You can, yeah. I do like toasted sandwiches and stuff, and I make sure you have to get it like steaming, whatever. There I've are certain ones it. I follow because it's not worth it in my quality of life. It's like I don't care if I have to microwave my lunch meat. I don't care, you know, to have soft brie cheese on a weekend night. I like I don't need that. There are ones that are harder for me, like sushi. Sushi. Oh my gosh, I can't wait till we can eat sushi really again. I really love sushi. I know. It's I best. think it'd probably be fine if you went to like a reputable place. That's what my OB said. Yes. This was before I like yes, had all you the were already at risk. <laughs> um, this was like at my like eight week checkup. Yeah. And she's like, if it's a reputable source and it's like you yeah. know where it comes from, it's probably okay. Reminder, we live in Colorado though, yeah. so we're in the middle of the state. So right. anything that's like fresh is flown in that day right. like you i mean and jesse wouldn't allow me yes yeah, right. straight up was like no you can That's get it Josh when you're too. not pregnant yeah. and i was like i mean i'm technically okay. in charge but i don't like when he's staring at me so yeah like, he Fine. straight up was like and have you is... seen monsters inside me oh. you're not you're not oh, you're gonna get gross. a parasite and die yeah i do have to say there's like okay if this is really a risk you don't want anything to happen to your baby right. you're gonna put their health first I can give up sushi for nine months, okay? No, it totally sucks, can. but we can do it. Yeah, but there's also things like, okay, maybe it's a little bit higher of a risk, but in the end, you're you're trying to avoid foodborne illness, right. which can, in some extreme cases, have an effect on the baby, especially during the first trimester with miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is like the extreme of the extreme of the extreme. So you're, you're basically betting that these foods with high risk only some of them are actually containing foodborne illness. Mm-hmm. And then out of those foodborne illness, for it to actually affect you and affect you to the point of affecting your baby, it's like so nil. It's like mm-hmm. so, so small percentage. I've already survived, I think, food poisoning with a baby, maybe even twice. There's yeah, two times. You, I think you had the flu. I, I can't. You had I something. I cannot tell. Yeah. But either way, I, I've known plenty of women who've had foodborne illness because you can't always control it, um, where, especially if you're eating out. Then they their baby totally survives. So it's like, yeah, is it worth the risk? No, don't eat the food. But is it something that you need to be so cautious of that you need to ask mm-hmm. the chef how they prepared it? No, probably. Let's not. talk about coffee next. Caffeine. Because let's talk let's about caffeine. Real. So you can safely have one to two small cups a day yes. of caffeine, uh-huh. and like you know actual what? cups, like eight ounces. But you know what? Do it because <laughs> you're gonna need it. I just do it. As I Nike did. Says. I did cut down from three cups of coffee a day to one. Sometimes I have like one and a half. Uh-huh. Um, totally. 
But yeah, I, I did cut down. I was yeah. like, I will not give this up. And my OB was like, you do not need to give up coffee. And I was like, yeah, I know. Dang I've straight. done enough research on yeah. caffeine. And I worked with pregnant women for two years. And so, totally. yeah, you do not have to give it up. It is a common misconception. Brooke's very passionate. It well, is a I common am, misconception. Well, and the people like judge you. Oh, and have I'm you been like, to Starbucks? Yeah. All looking pregnant and they go, you want decaf? And you're like, no, no I do not. I would like one cup of coffee. My because, child dear wants God, this. I don't get wine. <laughs> so give me that damn coffee. <laughs> oh my God. Look at all that wine sitting awesome. over there. I'm going to oh, be able to touch it soon. It's going to be you. great. Wow, you guys, is that all from Europe? That's all from Italy. That's incredible. Yeah, that's all from Italy. All right, I'm coming over. Yeah. You know, in August. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be gone by the thing. No, I'll save one. No, you won't. It's yeah, fine. Not. I'll order more online. Anyways, yeah, so with caffeine, it's all, I mean, you can look at the research, talk with your doctor, talk with your OBGYN. We're not giving recommendations. Brooke and I both indulge in some coffee, mm-hmm. so it's worth it for us. <laughs> like, totally worth it. And... Not to say this is conclusive evidence, but I already have a son, and I He's drank great. caffeine on him. He's fantastic. Well, and if you do the research, it's all like under a certain amount of uh, yes. milligrams a day, and it one speculation in a, too. It's like yeah, we one think to this two might cups. Cause it. Yeah, one yeah. to two cups a day is under that amount. Right. Now, if you're drinking a pot of coffee a day yes. and you're not drinking water, okay, and Red Bulls and whatever. And yeah, yeah, like Red Bulls and yeah, yeah. energy drinks. Okay, that's probably, probably not, not the best. No, that's probably not ideal. Yeah, just uh, but if you, you need that have... coffee to get through the day, you do it. You do it. You do so it. yeah, that's our rant on caffeine. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> what else is there about pregnancy? There's like, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of food. Did you know uh, bean sprouts you're not supposed to have? Those are high risk foods. Sprouts, yeah. I ate them anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Not raw ones. They were cooked. So I was like, oh, oh okay, that's probably okay. It's like in pasta. It's like, yeah. It's fine. Yep. It's hard. And the second pregnancy, too. I'm a little, way more lenient. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you realize it's like... You have to live like, your life, though. Yeah. You have to live your life, and you realize what a small, small risk is it is. And then you see places like Chipotle that are totally safe to eat while pregnant have crazy outbreaks. So it's like... Or... You can't control it. It's everywhere. Romaine lettuce? Yes. What? what? E. coli? Come on. Romaine used to be a staple in our house. And I now know. I'm like, man, I'm too I scared. We switched over to um, spinach because I'm too scared. So I've always gotten spinach and romaine. Like I got, oh, I loved it. It was these baby romaines from Costco. Oh, yeah, they were like the perfect size. They never went bad. I could always eat them up because otherwise I get a big one. And they always went bad. So now I'm green leaf lettuce. Mm. It's fine. It's not the same. And you can't do wraps with it as easily. Like romaine is such mm. a good wrap instrument for my like right. egg salad or tuna or my. We'll um, be able to eat it soon. Lettuce wraps. I think you can. I think now, you can. I have a little on my Chipotle today. So. <laughs> a little, just a little bit, please. The cleanest yes. kind. Um, oh, I just thought of something and then it left my head again. What did we just talk about? Oh, I know. So something that I do try to do while I'm pregnant. Uh-huh. You know, both times. Um, I try to eat fish two to three times a week. We've been doing it once a week. Yeah. yeah. So my normal. We take fish oil. Uh, do you take fish oil? Yes, I yeah. take. Okay. Oh yeah. Or we DHA. Should talk about yeah DHA. We should talk about the wait. We'll get there. First, I wanted to say, I do try to eat fish two to three times a week. doesn't always go so well, especially in my first trimester. I'm going to try really hard in my second trimester to make it more, because I like fish. It's not like I'm force feeding it, but it's so, so healthy for you and baby. It's like a really good source of omega-3s and just really great. So I try to do that. My first trimester was hard because I think either I got the flu or food poisoning, and I happened to have eaten tuna that day. 
Oh, no. So that made it really hard because tuna is like my easiest fish source because my husband and son yeah. don't. Well, actually, my son doesn't care. My husband doesn't love fish. So Does he like salmon? He likes salmon. Oh, and I that's love salmon. It. Me too. That's but he doesn't like any white fish, which is like the cheapest and easiest uh-huh. to cook. So I do salmon mostly and he, he'll he eat it, but it's not his favorite. Yeah. So I just do tuna. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'm the one that needs the fish. So I'll eat tuna mm-hmm. two times a week and then make salmon one time a week. It hasn't been going great. Because yeah. I haven't been cooking. Period. End yeah. of statement. Like, my mom has been so, so helpful bringing over meals because I've been too sick to cook. She's been feeding my family. My mother-in-law even did wow. it now that my mom's out of town. Really, really supportive. Josh can't cook to save his life. He cooks, like, frozen pasta. <laughs> That's so and funny because Jesse does all the cooking. It's great. Yeah, rub it in. It's Just great. rub it in. He does nine. I would say he does, like, 75% of the cooking. Right, well, I help in the kitchen. He just, he does. I can't, he, he enjoys it more than I me. can't even imagine the quality of life I would have if my husband did all the cooking. I like, I do all the cleaning. Yeah. I do too, though. I do all the cooking. Uh, all the cleaning. Yeah. You need this. I'm screwed. Something needs to give. Because yeah. I. He does the lawn work mostly. Oh, yeah. I did, that's true. I did mow a few times because I do like mowing. But he does most of the lawn work, cleans up after the dog. Yeah. I mean, he does things. Yeah, he does stuff. He's a great <laughs> he husband. He does a lot. It's just, it's different. He's a great dad. Good yeah, husband. he's an yeah. awesome dad, amazing husband. I'm not ratting on him. He's going to be mad. <laughs> but I do do, I would say, most of the cooking, most of right. the cleaning. He'll clean with me, like, on cleaning days, like when we go to, like, yeah. oh, we need Same to clean here. the whole house. He'll totally help. But it's, like, the daily stuff. It's also hard because I work from home. I know. It's so much easier I know. for me to it's get so much done. easier to just, like, throw in laundry on your lunch break. Totally. Yeah. So... To go, I don't know, and like they leave in the morning and before I'm even working, I can clean. Before they get home, I can clean. Like, yeah. I just have so much more at home time than he does. So I get it. It's fine. Yeah. And here. at night when he does offer to clean, I'm like, no, I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, that's how we it's are too. Fault. Anyways, so yeah, so I haven't been doing like any cooking. So Josh, and he's not going to cook fish. Yeah, right. No, but back to the fish. I think that's a great yeah, thing that we fish. should try to incorporate. And then we both... Alyssa and I both take like DHA or like yes. fish oil so on top of our prenatals. Do you take anything else? Do you take prenatals and DHA? Um, I do. I don't take B6 anymore because I just took that when I was sick. Um, I take magnesium every day, but that is for my headaches. Um, and yeah, I have a brain cyst. I don't know. I got weird <laughs> stuff going on. Um, but it has really helped um, prevent headaches for me. So awesome. I take magnesium and okay. that. So that's something I'll for like forever take because it, it does help. And then I I just ran out, so I need to order more. But I was taking vitamin D okay. every yeah. day. So I take prenatal, um, DHA, B six. Hopefully that's short term. Hopefully that's yeah, short term. It should be. Um, I take uh, vitamin D. I actually take two doses of vitamin D because I was taking one dose of vitamin D. Um, I forget. I think it was two thousand IUIs. I can't remember. Mine's a thousand. I think mine was two thousand. I don't remember. To, I can help yeah. you guys. But um, and my doctor te- checked me, and I was still deficient after like months oh, pretty of low. taking it. Yeah. And I was like, really? Because we go outside and walk on our lunch breaks a lot. Like I was really surprised it was so low because it's so sunny here in Colorado. Which is genetics. So now I'm yeah. So now I'm doubling up on um, vitamin D, and I take um, choline. So choline, there's oh. new research about choline in pregnancy that's supposed to be really good for like cellular function and creation. So, um, so I'm taking choline. I think that's everything. Oh yeah. Do you take any more so supplements? Pretty much. Let's talk that's about that. All of them. Okay. Oh, and collagen. Yes. Yeah, so Alyssa and I are both 
drinking collagen. I think you do better than I do. I gotta get better at it. Well, so that's why I'm good at it. Okay, so every morning I make my coffee. My like one and a half cups of coffee. (laughs) I like yeah, it's probably like ten ounces of coffee. Yeah, and then I put in um, I put in a little coconut oil Mm -hmm. for some fat, and then I put a little half and half in, Mm -hmm. and then I put in a scoop of collagen powder. So I'm getting some protein, and then I put a little cinnamon in it, Mm -hmm. and that is like my favorite go-to breakfast coffee it's so great yeah um but collagen can help prevent tearing obviously i'm not having a vaginal birth but if you are having a vaginal birth it can it can yeah i'm not like saying it's going to no it could no guarantee it could prevent tearing also i haven't i mean again i am not gonna make it full term um but it can also it can prevent stretch marks again stretch marks are very genetic yes My dermatologist straight up told me, like, some people, you can do everything in your power and you're going to get stretch marks. Some people don't. You got stretch marks at the very, very end with Aiden. The last, like, two weeks. Right. I had gotten, like, two or three, and I was like, nah, it's fine. And then the last two weeks, it was like, And I had been doing, like, a body butter. I wasn't taking collagen, but, I mean, I was doing body butter, lathering up that stuff. I mean, like, crazy. Yeah, body butter. It just is what it is. It's fine. Yeah, so... Not to say collagen is like magic and yeah. going to prevent, stress, but hey, it's extra protein and so exactly, yeah, it's anytime not gonna I, hurt. Anytime I can add extra protein to like a smoothie or something, I do. I used to do it in my coffee a lot better than I have been lately, just because I'm running low, so I need to order more, and so I'm skipping them. <laughs> but even like when I make, like I made egg salad the other day and I mm-hmm. added it, so my my collagen is unflavored and it literally dissolves. Like it's like. Mm-hmm it's better at dissolving than like metamucil like you can put it in a cup of water and it will dissolve and you can really you cannot oh, even not tell like that yeah so mine in a cup of coffee like with just milk or whatever or even black you wouldn't notice it oh. so i add it to things like i've added it to anything that's remotely liquidy uh-huh. or like my muffins i'll add it to like any muffins that i make or baked goods um pancakes when i because i had that pancake kick i was putting into my pancakes like anything like that i add it to so and it literally, you can't tell. It's yeah. literally like nothing. So that's been really nice. I need to up it for sure. How many, how much do you take a day? A I just do a scoop in okay. my morning coffee. Yeah, my serving size is two scoops. And I try to do like any time that I, oh, oatmeal. I've been putting it in my oatmeal. Oh, I'll put protein powder yeah, in my oatmeal. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Easy. Easy. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, if I do oatmeal, which is like Ooh, not often, so good. <laughs> I'll do um, peanut butter yeah. and protein powder in it. Sure. To just give it, give it a little. Um, but yeah, I don't know supplement wise. I think we covered what we are taking every day. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. Mm-hmm. That I can think of. We talked about food safety. We talked about prenatals, calorie needs, protein needs. Calorie, yeah. I think we covered that's pretty it. Much it. Yeah. But we'll talk more about like postpartum and breastfeeding and yes, stuff like that. We'll have a lot to talk about on those topics. Can't wait. I'm sure you guys are waiting on the edge of your seats. You should be. <laughs> I'm going to put my um, lactation specialist certification to work. Seriously? Are you still certified with that? Um, technically, it? I would have to re-up it in like a year. So okay. I'm still certified for another year. Yeah. I feel like I remember getting mad because I was like, I should be able to become an IBCLC after breastfeeding for 14 months. Dude, I should just be allowed. IBCLCs, you have to do like 1,200 hours before it's, you can even sit for the exam. I think it's I am not an IBCLC. No, that's what I, I want to be. I would love to do that too. Um, it has to be supervised practice though. It's like, oh, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, I, it would have been really hard for me to even do that at my yeah. last job while working with breastfeeding. Right, 
But I feel like now to be fair, my friends is pretty right like now. standard breastfeeding, so I probably wouldn't have gotten the best experience. <laughs> but I was like, I should be able to come in IBCLC after this. Anyways, all right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, that's all we have for you today. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, rate, recommendations, any uh, all the things, rate, subscribe, <laughs> wait, subscribe, do all the things. Um, email us at hello at dietrightpodcast Our Instagram is at diet.riot.podcast. Um, please share with your friends. Let them know about how awesome this podcast is. How awesome Brooke and Alyssa Miller are. Not mm-hmm. related. Uh, and yeah, if anyone cool. has rough days on Tuesdays, give them this as a suge- suggestion to just boost them. All right? Have we'll a- talk to you next week. Have a great day. Whoop. Bye. Bye. Did Jesse win Fortnite? Probably.